and welcome to IDP Nation. We are back. How's it going, Kyle? It's going, buddy. How's it going for you? It's been a rough week, but I'm ready to do this. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, switching up the intro there. Yeah, little, just uh, just for a little bit till we get yeah. things situated. But yeah, I seen you over there bobbing your head, jamming was, down too. So I was just gonna say, if everybody could just see us uh, jamming over here as, as yeah, we were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> no good stuff no man good to be back um you know a lot lot happening right now you know with uh, oh my god stuff. there is so much <laughs> happening it ain't funny <laughs> it's it's a pretty wild time right now um it's insanity talking, yeah with, with and free you know, agency ain't even hit yet i was just gonna say we haven't you know we hit the whole tag portion and some other news we'll get into and then the draft season's full swing so there's there's a lot going on right now, man. It's pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, we just finished the combine and I thought, okay, we've got a week or so before the free agency hits and yep. I, I knew kind of, you know, the Aaron Rodgers thing was coming cause he said he was going to have that done pretty soon, but man, it's like he knocked that domino over and here it comes. The floodgates <laughs> open. Like, Holy yeah, crap. Yeah, it's it's been a pretty crazy uh, a couple of days here. Yeah, um, and the releases, people getting cut, and yeah, it, it's uh, it's crazy. Yeah, quarterbacks changing teams, and yeah, it's uh, it, it's pretty crazy right now. But you know, we we like the action, I guess. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's only gonna get crazier once free, like you said, free agency oh, hasn't wait. even hit yet. So um, exciting time. Wait. So, yeah, I guess we'll get right into it. Um, lead the way. All right, man. We'll just uh, we'll dive right into the news and notes here. Um, the NFL announced the salary cap for the 2022 season increases by $25.7 million up to $208.2 million, the largest increase in the salary cap era. Yeah. Wow. You know, last year it dropped, what, $18 million? And, and yeah. teams were cutting players left and right, trying to get under the cap. And I said it back then. I said, this is going to go back up. And sure enough. You did. Yes, you did. 25.7, almost 26 million, 208 yeah. million for a team. That's teams that are in good shape are even in better shape now. So uh, I think there's going to be some crazy amounts thrown out to some players when free agency hits. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I do remember you saying just wait till uh till they announce that new cap. It's gonna go up quite a bit. And that was a big big jump for sure, man. We're gonna, you know. It's like you said, free agency is gonna be something. Yeah, so. it's gonna be insane. I can't even imagine what some of these deals are gonna be. Right. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. Um this next piece of news is something you've been um Hot on uh, on this for a while. The Cincinnati Bengals placed the franchise tag on safety Jesse Bates. They are working on a long-term deal, and this tag gives them more time to work on that deal. Yeah. I, I don't know if you caught my little excerpt on Twitter there um, about it. But I wonder if this is going to backfire on Cincinnati. Meaning they didn't want to give him the deal last year. Right. So when the season started, he's like, I'm not doing this during the season. Fine. So play out your your uh, final season or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
he had a down season by his standards, probably his worst season. So early it looks like Cincinnati was right. Hey, you know, we didn't want to give you the big deal because we didn't think he was going to have that <laughs> bounce, or, you know, that not bounce back, but that continued success. And it kind of looked that way. But I don't know that they shouldn't have just went ahead and said, we're going to give you the deal because now he's going to be motivated. Mm -hmm. You didn't get the deal done with him last year. I don't think he's going to give you any wiggle room this year. You've already tagged him. So he, he's going to play out the tag. And I don't now they've got from now to the start of the season. I think it is to get a deal done. Or I think it's like July, there. isn't it? Yeah, I guess it is July. Like July yeah. 1st. Middle of July. July. Is it early or middle? I don't remember. Anyway, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, whatever July. it is. So I think. Yeah. Long story short, I think my point is it's it's already going to cost them more than if they'd have just gave him the deal last year. Mm -hmm. it, it's already to the point it's going to cost them more because you've tagged him. So if you don't get <laughs> yeah. a deal done now and you try to do it next year, and he has a huge season, which I expect him to do, mm -hmm. this cat's fixing to get paid big time. Yeah, you and were – uh... You were so all I kind of think it's they shot themselves in the foot almost, in my opinion. You know, hindsight twenty twenty. You, you, well, we didn't know he's going to have that bad a season, but they're going to yeah. say, yeah, yeah, we knew it. But yeah, <sighs> and you it, were banging, so, you were banging the table last year for oh, them to pay him too. Uh, so. I, 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 I remember. Was. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They. I mean. He's a big part of their defense. I wish people could just see you in all your glory here singing and dancing. It's uh, it's, it's, I don't know what you're a, talking about. It's a thing of beauty, really. I don't know, I don't know why you gotta lie like it, <laughs> But no, yeah. Um they got some things to work out with Bates and um he's a big part of their defense and mm -hmm. You know, he holds down the back end like uh, our buddy Dooge alluded to there last week. Shout out, Dooge. He was talking yes. about how big, big of, big of a piece of defense he really is because he can hold down the back end for him. And, you know, he's one of the rare IDP free safeties that, that actually, uh, you know, put up just steady tackle numbers like crazy. So it's pretty awesome. Um, yeah, so next piece of news, the uh, New England Patriots released linebacker Kyle Van Noy. Yeah, um, yeah. Just uh, one of many cuts that we're gonna start seeing. Fall. There's a couple more we're gonna get to here as well. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, Van Noy will end up somewhere. Maybe who knows? Maybe he comes back again to the Patriots. Exactly. Who, they cut him once really to Miami, and yeah. then he come back. So yeah, who knows? Um, who knows? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was a, he was he played quite a few snaps for defense last year. We'll see. He'll he'll resurface somewhere. Um, the Dallas Cowboys asked defensive end Demarcus Lawrence to take a pay cut, to which he declined. Um, yeah, that's now that's a situation there. Yeah, but this um, has been brewing for a while. This is right. This has been brewing back when me and Dan was or Dan was doing this with me. Yeah, um, yeah. Because our buddy Peter, he kind of asked on Twitter about it, and I was like, "Well, this is." He was kind of surprised about it, and I was like, "Well, you know, they didn't want to give him the big." payday the, or whatever it was a few years ago and then all of a sudden he's like well you know my shoulder or whatever it was is hurt mm -hmm. you know maybe i'll just go ahead and get that surgery miss the first part of the season in other words if you don't give me my money i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna miss part of the season 
and yeah, they give him what was it? I, they franchise tagged him or something. I can't remember what it was right off, and he decided to come back and play, and it, it then he was never right that season because he he had the surgery or whatever. It was just a mess, and the writing's been on the wall for what I think two or three years. So, yeah, I'm surprised it didn't happen sooner. But right, and it. It's a he, you know Demarcus Lawrence is a good player, but you know he's been struggling to stay healthy, and you know like you said that's been it's a situation that's been brewing, and you know it, this year he missed the first portion of the year. He came back and played fairly well, and the, you know and they needed him. Right. Their their pass rush unit was devastated with injuries this year, and you know and it's tough when when you got to injure a guy that's not happy and you're trying to you know, um, but that definitely something they got to figure out because. Um, they uh, they really struggled uh, to, to stay, keep that pass rush group healthy last year. Right. So yeah, be, this will be an interesting thing to watch to see how this this all transpires. So, I think so too. Situation to monitor for sure. Um, the Los Angeles Chargers are expected to pl- be players in free agency for cornerback J.C. Jackson. Um, probably the hottest name on the market. Would yeah. you say? Um, I think so. Because New England didn't tag him, which right. is which is not their mo. They don't they don't tag players. You know, if mm-hmm. Chandler Jones, uh, Janie Collins, the list goes. Stephon Gilmore, the you know, yeah, the list goes on and on. They just that's not they don't pay big money. You know, mm-hmm. other than Brady and maybe a few other players, but they don't pay big money because they feel they can. They're good enough in the draft and free agency. They can coach you up and and get the win. So. Mm-hmm. Um, probably one of the best corners in the league the what last two maybe three years um, he's going to command a payday somewhere yes um, and if the Chargers can get him I think that's huge for them yeah no, that'd be yeah. a huge piece it's a big get you know and that's yeah you know the the division the Chargers are in with the the Chiefs and uh, well now Denver with Russell Wilson, um, you know it, you're gonna need you're gonna need it. So um, right, J C Jackson had a had a really good year. So he's yeah he's he's gonna be in high high demand here on the market. And like we said, probably one of the bigger names as far as the corner group goes. So yeah, makes sense makes sense for the Chargers. And despite being end. the best corner on that team, he still got a lot of interceptions in the last two years. Team still targeted him, targeted yeah. him, and he he continued to make the plays. So absolutely, um, if the Chargers don't get him, somebody is, and he's going to get paid handsomely, no matter who it is. So, yep, yep, absolutely. Um, here's one. We're gonna we're gonna jump one here, and then we'll get get to this other. Yeah, let's jump one because I think the one you're wanting to jump here, we have a listener question. So I guess we'll tie the listener question with it. So. Perfect. This one hits close to home for you. I'm sure you're happy about the <laughs> Titans re-signed outside linebacker Harold Landry to a five-year, $87.5 million contract. Take it yeah. away. <laughs> yeah, it was um, it was kind of crazy because I really didn't know what they were going to do with him. And right. it first come down that, well, they didn't tag him, which means he was a free agent. Right. Well, they didn't tag him, which means they, when Monday rolled around or Tuesday, whatever day it is, he becomes a free agent. So they had from this Tuesday till 
next Monday to do a deal. Now, yep. usually when you don't franchise tag somebody, you're moving on. Because, you know, Cincinnati, they tag Bates, you know, uh -huh. on and on. So usually you tag them to give yourself more time to get a deal done. Right. And was listed to local radio. And he's like, well, don't shut the door on this just yet because they didn't tag him. Because people were kind of, Titans fans were kind of upset, freaking out. He's our best yeah. pass rusher. And, <laughs> and I kind of was too. And I, But in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, man. Don't don't overpay here, you know. Don't yeah. Don't cut your own throat. And right. um, the next morning, I got up and it was like it was less than fifteen hours. It came across the screen that he had been signed to a deal, and I was like, "What?" I, I didn't think that would happen, but yeah. Just it was kind of interesting because it was against the normal. It, it happened what, really fast too, right? You know, didn't tag him and then bang. Deal. Yeah, they didn't tag him. <laughs> yeah, they didn't tag him on uh, Tuesday was the deadline. Yeah, and then you know, uh, the next day, by the end of the day, man, it was, you know, I guess four o'clock Eastern is usually the business day for the NFL, and bam, they they nailed it right off the gate. I was like, whew. So, but yeah, I mean, five years, eighty-seven million. That's about seventeen million or something like that, seventeen and a half. Um, which I think is smart. That locks everything up. Um, him and Dupree are both locked up for the next five years, I think. You got Jeffrey Simmons, who's probably next on getting locked up because he's right. on a rookie deal. So I, I'm sure they're going to lock him up soon um, with the Nico Autry. So yeah, I mean that's. That's a good piece for them. They they needed to do that. So, yeah, yeah. Um, he is like you said. He's your best pass rusher. I think Landry's awesome, and he had a, I mean, he had a big year. So, career high twelve sacks, seventy five combined tackles. He's gotten better. I'll be honest. I wasn't the biggest Landry fan uh, when he came out of college. I just wasn't. I didn't think his game was going to translate into elite pass rusher. Now, I guess when you say elite, you're thinking Bosa's and Hunters and Garrett's and stuff like that, but he's gotten better every year, and he's been one of our most consistent players on defense. So, And there's something to be said for that. So, yeah, you don't, you don't always – it's one thing to have the big numbers <clears throat> and flashy numbers, but you show me somebody that can be consistent, I'll take that all day long. So, Yeah, exactly. Like you said, he had the big year last year um, – I, I like Landry. I think he's going to continue to do good things for you guys. It makes makes sense to lock him up. You know, you guys uh, um, had, a real, had a real good year last year, so it makes sense to uh, lock up one of your, your biggest pieces on defense and then move on to whatever's next for you guys, you know. So, um, um, the Arizona Cardinals released linebacker Jordan Hicks. So that, you know – kind of figured this was going to happen and we actually talked about this quite a bit before the season because yep. they drafted Zayvon Collins in the first round and I was as big a Zayvon Collins fan as you'll find and then it was you know like we've said plenty of times rumors of they were going to cut Hicks and then week one it was bang Jordan Hicks out there all every snap basically and and he continued to do that all year and um, now it they've it looked like this was going to be the case, and it is. So um, Hicks, 
hits the market, um, he'll he'll catch on somewhere. And um, let's let's go, Zayvon Collins. Let's make it happen year two, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, last piece of news here, and it is a big one. Um, yes, this, it is. <laughs> the Seahawks release linebacker Bobby Wagner. Uh, Wagner spent the first 10 seasons of his storied career in Seattle, starting 150 games across a decade with the team. Um, Wagner was a six-time All-Pro selection and won one Super Bowl with the team. His release saves the Seahawks $16.6 million against the cap and clearly points to a rebuild for the team. So they trade Wilson and then cut Wagner shortly after. Um, I'll let you start. Man, yeah. I, I, the Wilson news was big enough, but man, they when I seen this come across the screen, I was like, oh, snap. I, yeah. I, I just couldn't believe that they did it. I mean, I, you would think that he was, if there was one player that was safe from being cut or traded or something like that, you, you would think it was Wagner, especially as long as he's played for him. Um, crazy because I don't know where he's going to go. Uh, it was, just, it caught me off guard. It really did. Um, and to tie into this, we got a listener question, question, our Sean, our buddy, Sean, eight, three, six. Um, he says best fit for Wagner. Does he follow Russell to Denver reunite with Quinn and Dallas? How far does he drop in the rankings after losing the advantage of the Seahawks Seahawks home stat recorders? Yeah. And he says, I assume Jordan Brooks is a top five, if not top three linebacker now. Um, oof, so many questions. Um, clearly, first of all, Seattle is clearly making as much room as they can money, monetary-wise. They're trying <laughs> to get as much money relief as they can, and they're yeah. trying to get as many picks as they can, hence the trade with Wilson. Right. Um, I'm kind of shocked that Pete Carroll is still there and this is happening because I just, this is not something I would particularly see him doing at his age. You wouldn't yeah. think he want to do a complete rebuild. Now he's kind of spinning in. If I saw correctly, um, you know, we're doing what we can to win now. I don't think that's a win now team without Wilson and Wagner. Um, I've heard rumors that Tyler Lockett may be next. Right. Um, I've also heard rumors that they're in play to get to try to possibly get Deshaun Watson. Obviously, there's a ton of things pending there. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's so many things going on. But I guess to get back to Wagner, best fit, man. I I don't know where the best fit is for him, really. I mean, he'd look good in that two tone blue in Tennessee, but um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would solve a lot of linebacker problems. There. <laughs> um, maybe he does go to Denver. You know, they've got their own, I guess you could say, linebacker issues, but they've got a lot of linebackers with with Jewel and A.J. Johnson and uh, Jonas Griffith and, and all those guys bearing Browning. So I don't know that he goes there. Could he go reunite with Quinn and Dallas? Possibly. Mm -hmm. um, I think they – LVE would be gone if that's the case. Um, I think LVE will be gone regardless. I, I do too. So that, I mean, that could be a possibility. I don't see Wagner being a guy that 
quote-unquote chases the money, I think at this point in his career, he's going to look for who gives me the best opportunity to win a championship. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that limits you a little bit or limits the teams because there's, you know, let's face it, there's not everybody can contend. Um, but I do think maybe that puts Denver back into it with Wilson, you know, the pieces they have on that defense. I don't know. It, where he goes, I really don't know. I don't think it's a case of him chasing money. I think it'll be where what team gives does he believe will give him the best chance to win another ring? Because um, he's only got what what would you say two three years left, maybe at elite uh, level. I believe he's going to be thirty two or is thirty two. So um, you know he's still playing well. I mean he's obviously yeah you know. I mean, Not, he's a tackling machine, so. Right, right. He's, he's um, yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, you know, obviously Seattle's going full rebuild. They trade Wilson, cutting Wagner to save $16 million. I get it. Lockett's probably on the block. But anyway, uh, Wagner, you know, as far as where does he go? Like, yeah, Denver does make sense. They're obviously going to go for it um, with the quarterback now. Um, the uh, reuniting with Quinn and Dallas, I mean, I'm sure Dan Quinn is going to be banging the table to get him. Um, yeah. that would, and I think that would be a nice, him and Parsons would be a nice pairing, you know, uh, Bobby Wagner can hold it down, be the, you know, the, the veteran play caller guy who could just gets everybody lined up and make sure everything's running good and everybody knows they're, they're fit. And then Micah Parsons can just go and chase and raise hell, you know, um, yeah. be, yeah. take, take a little bit of that pressure off him. So that'd be a nice, nice pairing there. Um, yeah, I could see it. It makes sense. Um, I, I I agree with you. I think he's gonna look at uh, his his phone's gonna be ringing off the hook for people. There's, there's gonna be plenty of interested suitors, teams that there's a lot of teams that can use Bobby Wagner right now. Um, yeah. he's gonna he, he's gonna want to go to a, like you said. He's gonna want to go to a, a I think a good fit schematically, a system he's gonna want to play in, and, and a contender. Um, yeah, and and then kind of like Sean said, leaving Seattle now. You know, we've we've talked about it over the years. Me, you, Dan, anybody right. else. Yeah. There's some teams, Green Bay, uh, Buffalo, Seattle. Yeah. Um, they are known to their statisticians are known to be a little more right. giving with the tackles. Yeah. Uh, so I think there is some validity there that maybe his numbers drop a little <laughs> bit. Now, with that said, I wouldn't expect him to just go from. 130 tackle guy down to below 100. I mean, you put him in Dallas, I I think he easily gets 130 plus tackles. You, you know, he won't go there, but you put him in Tennessee, I think he easily gets 130 tackles. He's that type of player. He's that good. So I I think he will, depending on where he goes, he could see a little bit of a drop, but not enough to, to really uh, hurt him. Um, Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Since we're, before we jump into the next part, you're going to bring up okay. as it as it sits right now with Bobby Wagner. Does are you dinging his value a little bit? Not knowing where he's going to play, he's not going to be in saddle anymore. Would you say it dings his value? <sighs> Maybe a little, but I think I'm dinging his value because he's a year older. Right, exactly. You know, As it sits, like he's if he's, if he's thirty-two playing for Seattle, is you're fine with 
projecting his production. This Thirty-two year. with Seattle, I, I kind of keep him now, now we don't as an LB one in that LB one tier. Um, but now we don't know where he's playing. Not knowing where he's playing, I think he goes from for sure LB one tier or tier one LB to maybe back in tier one early in tier two. I think he kind of drops a little bit. Okay. But there's a lot of linebackers though. You got to remember there's yes. No, I agree. Next, next, next part of the question. Yeah. So, you know, Sean says, uh, no, no, no. Next, next part of my Bobby Wagner question for you. If you're, if you're a contender and somebody has Bobby Wagner and a little iffy with the situation, you think you got a team that's going to be real competitive. Are you going to see if you can get them real cheap? Yes. Okay. Fantasy wise, see that's different. Fantasy wise, yeah, yeah, that's that's the whole thing there. NFL wise, I think he takes a. Little, we're talking know, just get, we're talking value hit ding. Yeah, fantasy wise, so. So yeah, I th- I, it, if you think you're a linebacker away, it's it's a little risky, but I don't think it's that risky because I think wherever he goes, I think he's got one two years elite yeah. level left in him. Now, like I said, he may drop a little, but he's yeah. still going to be a 130 tackle guy. And there's not many 130 tackle guys in the NFL. It just doesn't happen a lot. Right. Um, right. Yeah. I, I mean, the dude had what? A hundred and what was it? 150, 160 something tackles. And that was with Jordan Brooks freaking sucking up everything coming and going, right, right. you know, that, yeah, they both played a uh, a ton last year and produced uh, a ton. So, but you got to think of this too. If he what it, what's the overall team situation around him wherever he goes? You right. know, right? Um, you know exactly. That's that's uh, that's a big part of it. So. Uh, like I said, I don't think he chases the money. I think he goes somewhere where he can win, which means likely a contender. Um, I don't, you know, losing the home field. Sixth man or twelfth man thing, I think that kind of hurts him a little bit. Losing the stats, I think that kind of hurts him. But who knows? He may land in Green Bay. He could land in Buffalo, or you know, I'm saying he could land somewhere good. So, mm-hmm. um, for me, if I'm going to ding him, it's because of his age more than anything. Because I think he's one year closer to being done. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he's got one, two great years left, and then after that, he's probably got another two years if he wants to really push it and play it out i think he's got another three or five years in him um if i'm a fantasy manager and i'm yeah you know maybe somebody's listening and they're thinking oh man he's not getting the home field stat stat favors no more and right uh he's not in seattle no more and blah 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 plus he's older maybe they're, maybe they're ready to sell if you think you're a piece away and it's a linebacker Sure, go make an offer. Yeah, because I'm about willing. Yeah, I'm I'm about willing to bet. Most, not everyone, but most, are ready to move on from him. And if you can give them a decent package in return, I think they take it. And there you are. Take a low risk, high reward approach to try to acquire them. Yeah, if if you need a piece, and you're going to be competitive. Okay, right. no, that was just curious because, uh, yeah, big name. No, good question, good question. I was just curious where you're at. Okay, well, go ahead. You uh, continue with the question. There's one more yeah. piece to it. Yeah, and then as Sean asked, he says, I assume Jordan Brooks is a top five, if not top three linebacker. 
you, I, Matt, he had a hell of a year last year. Mm-hmm. Was freaking insane with the tackle numbers. Um, I don't know that I want to put that top three pressure on him or even that top five, even though he was last year. But there's two things I like about this for him. And if you've got him, I think you're kind of sitting on a lottery ticket or a gold mine, if you will. Bobby Wagner's gone. Russell Wilson's gone. Who knows what they're going to do on offense right now. Don't think they're going to be as good. So I think the defense is going to be on the field a little more. With Wagner gone, I know they got Cody Barton. Everybody's kind of talking him up. But I don't think Cody Barton is anywhere near Bobby Wagner's level. No, no. So I, I could see Jordan Brooks, as good as he was last year, I can see the potential of him being even better this year just because of all the uncertainty. I mean, they're clearly in a fire sale. They're going to go with young guys. Um, there's, you know, if they roll out there with Drew Locke, then that's, <laughs> you know, that's already guaranteed a few more series for him. So yeah. uh, I'm not going to say he's an LB top three LB or top five, but he's definitely in that LB one tier. And I think if you approach him that way, you're getting great value. I I, just, I, I hate trying to pigeonhole. I don't know that he's a Roquan Smith or a Devin White or a Blake Martinez right now because he's only done it one year. So mm-hmm. I, I don't really want to put that on him. But I see the potential and I think the opportunity's there. Um, if you can trade for him, he, oof, man. I got to imagine if you're trying to trade for him right now, you're, geez, you're probably going to pay out the ass. Mm-hmm. I, I just, with all this going on, people are they're whether they believe it or not, they're going to try to make you freaking pay up to get him. Um, if, if you don't already have him on your team, I don't think I would look to try to get him because it's just going to cost too much. I would I wait and see how it goes. I He's not somebody I'm looking to get, but if I have him, I'm loving it. And if you're super deep at that position, maybe he's somebody you can flip for a huge return. That's, that's, and no, I agree. And this is my take on it is I like Jordan Brooks. I have fantastic year. Um, he's young. They, they, he's got good draft capital, a huge year. Obviously he played, uh, 1107 snaps last year, a pile of snaps, right? 184 tackles, 109 solos, huge year. I mean, that's that's a ton of snaps, a ton of tackles. Likely, how are you you're not going to top those numbers. I don't think. You know, I think Wagner leaving <clears throat> more solidifies his role amongst the defense, and that he's going to be out there quite a bit. But is he going to top playing 1,100 snaps and 184 tackles? I mean, likely not. Um, so, I yeah, I like him as a <clears throat> as an LB one. Um, you know, he's going to produce it's, can he produce more? I don't know that he can because he played 1100 snaps and put up 180 tackles last year. That's a pretty, uh, significant amount in both respects there. So, um, like you were saying, if you're looking to get him, you're going to have to pay out the ass. If, 
So I'm not looking to do that because you can always find linebackers, you know, whether it's like Johnny the Greek always says for the price of most click off the waiver wire during season or for cheap acquiring, you know, a, a, a guy with potential or whatever. So, you know, like you said, Daryl, he's maybe if, if people are poking around looking to maybe acquire him, he's somebody you could sell for a big cash out. And I'm all for that. If you get that big payday, because I'm not sure. I mean, when he, when you play like, what is it like a, he was top five in snaps played for a linebacker and you have this huge production, like you really aren't, it's not going to go up to me. It's already, it was already such a big year and a huge snap count that it, it's likely the most you're going to see, you know what I mean? Um, so I don't So if, if I have him as, let's just say I rank him as for me personally, if I had him, I don't even know what, I don't have my rankings put together. If he's my LB eight or nine, let's say uh, this Wagner getting cut doesn't move anything for me personally because I think it, it's kind of a standstill for me because just because of the sheer volume he had last year can't really increase that much in my eyes, right? I think it solidifies his floor. He's going to be out there a ton. We know he can produce. That's what I, you know, that's what I see. I think he's going to produce just fine. I just don't know that it's like, you know, how much could it go up from here is my question. You're talking about Brooks, correct? Brooks, yes. Yes. So so I'm kind of looking here while you were talking. And um, so my, uh, you were, saying some stuff and it triggered some thoughts. So Brooks, if you owned him, if you've got him rostered on your team, now we just said, if you can get the payday you and you're pretty good at the position, maybe you could flip him for a big return. Um, I cash my, out, I cash out linebackers to big returns when I can personally. Right. Um, if so, so, if somebody I, wants to pay, pay up for him. I, I will sell because I feel like I can fill the, so that's my question. If you if you have him on your roster, and somebody says, "Hey, what do you want for Brooks?" Will you even consider it? Or are you are you like no? Oh, I'm listening. If somebody's asking for him, I mean, I assume they they see the year he had last year, and you know, like you said, everybody sees Wagner leaving. They obviously view Brooks as the guy there. Yeah, We've kind of got carried away here, but this is good discussion, and I want to run something else by you. Okay. So, Jordan Brooks was second in the NFL last year behind Foyasad Olakun. Right. Olakun had 192 tackles. Mm-hmm. Jordan Brooks had 184. Uh-huh. Bobby Wagner was third with 170. 354 tackles between two freaking players. And they both played like over 1,100 snaps for Brooks and roughly the same for Wagner. I mean, just a pile of snaps. Correct. Do you think, because this is in my head now that I'm looking at this, with Wagner gone and with Russell Wilson gone and maybe some other pieces gone, I'm going to put you on the spot here because this is a mark that's rarely been hit. Do you think Brooks could hit 200 tackles this season? I mean, he, I was, mean, six, he was 16 away last year, and he had Bobby Wagner with 170. 
Wagner's sure. gone. You think he can yeah. pick up easily pick up 16 tackles to hit 200? I mean, I could, but if he slides into Wagner's role and has to sift through more of the trash, true, you know, true, on true. inside, it's going to be tougher. You know, it's it's going to be a, a little different for him. So I'm not sure. I mean, to top 184 freaking tackles is asking a lot. That's what I mean. Like we might have just saw his best season of his career. You know, over under for tackles. Not not exactly best. He as a player NFL wise, he could progress. Obviously, I'm just over saying. under for 2022 175 tackles. Over under 175. Well, I mean, 17 games, so that obviously adds a little. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say under. I don't know. It's that's about the number I would pick. I guess I don't know. I, yeah, I think he gets close to that. Right. If he's gonna. I almost want to say over, but easily could if he plays eleven hundred snaps again. But like, but like you said, I, I guess that's to a, sift through the trash and all that stuff. A little bit more responsibility on his play, right? I mean, but he's probably going to have a less productive offense because Wilson's gone. Let's face it. So they could well, be. That's what we think right now. But what if they do make this trade for Deshaun Watson and blah blah blah? We don't know what they're going to do, but it yeah, looks like they're going to. But like you said before, it looks like they're probably ship off Lockett and they'll, you know, who knows? Yeah. But, you know, even if their offense is not very good, I mean, how many more snaps is he going to get? Seeing he played what it was in the top five and snaps played for linebackers as it was. How much right. more is he going to get anyway? You know, right. I don't know. It's the numbers are, you know, it's it, they're big numbers when you look at snaps and his tackles. Like those are those are tough numbers to top, right. you know. The production was huge and the and the usage was huge. So great question by Sean. Oh yeah, like, for sure. I feel like he asked these questions on purpose to get us sidetracked and ranting. Oh yeah. I'm I'm trying I know I'm probably rambling and maybe not making a ton of sense. It's because I'm like you right now. My mind is just just cycling trying to Yeah, I had out. all these questions and thoughts. Uh, and then when I listen to you talk, I'm like, well damn, I didn't think about that. Which brings up more questions and thoughts. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I like I like what this does as far as stabilizing Jordan Brooks's role in his floor. Oh yeah, like whatever I had him at my LB, whatever he it doesn't really move the, it doesn't move him for me. He's a tier uh, one linebacker. I don't and, know that he's top three, top five, top five, but he's locked in as a tier one guy. Right. Yeah, it's just I just don't know that that's going to happen because the yeah yeah just the sheer volume was there and the production was insane. So right, it's going to be tough to top, but. He's gonna produce that. Yep. Uh, that much I know. Yep. Yeah, I agree. That's good I would, stuff. I would say shoot for 150, and he gives you anything over that straight butter icing. Um, because 150 is hard to do. Oh um, yeah. So, yeah, I think that's where you're at now. I mean, like we said, if you can get a big haul for him, I'm all for it. Because somebody, you know, there'll be some people out there willing to overpay for him. So, right. If you find that person, cash in, dude. Yeah. Straight cash, homie. Straight cash, homie. <laughs> That's right. Uh, hell yeah. <laughs> anyway, whoo, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, as always, we got to pay a few bills. Action 24 7 uh, is one of our biggest sponsors. Go check them out. Use our promo code promo code hollywood 100 um trophysmack.com they give some give stuff rings out for our uh listener leagues 
Um, if y'all look back the last few weeks, um, there was pictures of those rings. Our winners had them and they loved them. So they can, you don't have to take my word for it. You can ask them um, and they can tell you how good they are. So we thank you trophy smack for that. We've got some other sponsors, which leads me into this. I know we talk about them every week. So maybe we back off of our sponsors on the show a little bit because now you can go to our new webpage, idpnation.com. You type in idpnation.com, it's going to take you to IDP Nation pod page. Uh, it's got all of our uh, podcast uh, episodes. It's got articles. It's got all of our sponsors. There's a tab there for sponsors. You can click on that sponsors tab. It'll take you straight to them down there. Referral links, you know, promo codes, all that good stuff. So you don't have to hear us ramble, ramble on about them each week. But um, you can do that. You can. There's a PayPal link if you just want to support us on PayPal now. That's an option. Um, our Patreon link is down there, so you can click on the Patreon if you want to go check us out some more there. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool, something we've um, we've decided that we're going to do, try to build on our own. So there's, it's in its early stages, so it's, it's a little slow going, so be patient with us. Um, but I did put up an article today. Um, on the draft, I've got an, actually, there's two articles up. There's a guest appearance I did last week up on the fantasy football hustler show. So go check that out. Um, and when you click on there, it's got all the options, iHeartRadio, Spotify, um, iTunes, um, and Google play. There's a whole list on the right side. When you click on, you can find whatever platform you want to listen to us on. Click that. It'll take you straight to it. Um, and one more key thing. There's tabs across the top. So you got the homepage. You've got the um, articles tab. you got the sponsors tab. All that good stuff. Now there is a review tab up there. And I know that's something that Spotify and iHeartRadio and some of these others don't allow you to do. But iTunes did. Now you can go straight to idpnation.com, that page, hit the review tab. You can leave your review, a five-star review, tell us we suck, you know, <laughs> tell Kyle he's fired, you know, yeah. whatever. Fire me, man. And now we can see that. So that's going to be a lot more options. We're going to start doing some other things with that. Um, but, yeah, that's there. A lot of cool features that just doing the podcast before, we didn't have or wasn't privy to. And with this pod page, yeah, it's dedicated to the podcast, but you're getting our articles um, and all that good stuff. Uh, the Patreon, just go on there, check it out. Let us know what you think. And uh, we appreciate your support. So um, excited about that, Kyle. We, uh, we own the idpnation.com tab, our um, domain and, we got a pod page and look at us. Butterflies starting to fly. We're growing. Look at that. And look at us. I mean, let's be honest here. Shout out to you, man. You're the one that you did all this. Like I just high fived you in the DMS along the way. Like you, you uh, set it all up. So like big hat, big hat tip to you setting up the page. It looks cool as hell. And um, like you said, I guess we'll be learning as we go here. 
And uh, yeah, you, you dropped a really cool article today on on Zion McCollum, uh, corner out of Sam Houston State. Uh, it's awesome. Which was uh, awesome, not to interrupt you, but I yeah. so enjoyed that because the combine hit, mm-hmm. and and Zion tested out the roof. Sure did. And everybody's like, "Oh my God, who's this Zion kid? I've never heard of him." Oh yeah, how about you go back to last summer on uh, Davy IDP Ground where I did an interview with the kid. Look at you. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I, I, yeah, I was ahead of him before anybody else. I'm telling you, I, I, fall, I fall into it every once in a while. So, you yeah, pat, go, I'll give you a little pat on the back there, buddy. Yeah, You're yeah. on it. A little yourself, Mr. Give yourself a pat. A, yeah, yeah. Give yourself a pat. But yeah, I mean, it's uh, it made me feel good to see you know people scrambling to figure out who he is, where he's from. And I was like, oh, I've already got this. I'm already on top of it. So, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, doing a lot of draft profiles. That's that's going to be for me. That's going to be my thing on the on the article side. I'm going to start dropping those. So, going to try to do one every couple of days, maybe maybe every three days, depending on work and whatever. But um, but yeah, go check it out. Just be patient with us because, like I said, we're just getting started on this. And um, support us any way you can. Sponsors, PayPal, whatever you want to do rate and review check us out um spread the word idpnation.com it's easy if you follow the podcast you can follow the website so um it's not hard to do very cool now we appreciate anybody that stops and checks it out and sees your handiwork man you did a good job setting it up and i'm sure we'll uh learn as we go here and um, yeah yeah, you got a couple of really good articles up there um to check out and, and lots of lots of good stuff to come for sure man thanks man well, you encouraged me, so you and Dude both encouraged me. So yeah, for sure, dude. Um, Appreciate yeah, it. That's... So we'll get it going. But yeah, spread the word. Tell everybody. Check us out, and uh, we appreciate it. So uh, I guess we better get on with the main event. Yeah, let's do it, man. And we a pretty good segue here. We were talking about um, Zon McCollum and the combine. Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing. We're going to review the combine. Um, <laughs> there was your normal, I don't want to say your normal, but your well-known big hitters, your Kyle Hamiltons and Aiden Hutchinson's and stuff like that. And then there's your kids that come out of nowhere, your Zion McCollins, your your Trey Andersons or Troy Andersons and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So um, Kyle dug up all the, uh, the combine numbers, um, some of the big names, some of the surprises. Um, did a pretty good job here, and I guess we're starting with linebackers who impressed first. Um, an interesting list, uh, Troy Anderson from Montana State was one that kind of come out of nowhere, 6'3", 243, 4'4", 240, 36-inch vertical, 10-foot-8 broad jump. Uh, Chad Muma, 6'3", 239, 4'6", 340, 10-foot-9 vertical, 27 or a 10 foot nine broad 40 inch vertical 27 benches reps on the bench most of any linebackers um christian harris 4440 or 44440 34 and a half vertical 11 foot one broad jump damone clark 457 365 vertical 107 broad channing tindall 447 
42 inch vertical, 10 9 broad. Leo Chanel. Yeah, he did. Leo Chanel, 453, which at a 40 and a half inch vertical, 10 and a half or 10 foot 8 broad. Um, yeah, Channing Tindall just absolutely lit it up. Troy Anderson did too for a, yeah, let's, for a let's Division talk, let's, two player, yeah. man. Yeah, let's 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 discuss those guys. So those are um some guys that that caught my attention. I um if anybody has seen it, um I wrote an article for IDP guys that came out uh, on Tuesday. Um I highlighted some it was like 10 players that kind of caught my eye watching the combine and these linebackers um I, Lee, Chanel wasn't in it um but he caught my eye as well. But uh, th- right. these are some guys that like you said right off the bat um just talking about the group you just you just laid out, um, Troy Anderson out of Montana State. Like I knew he'd be fast because you know you're, I heard a lot about. I watched I watched his uh, the playoff game. I might have been the championship game. Can't remember who they played. Um, he it, he flashes on tape. Just stands out. You know, um, at at that level. And, and he's big. He played quarterback. He played running back at Montana State. Excelled there. And then he transitioned to linebacker. I mean, I knew he'd be fast because you could see it on tape, but four four two, holy shit, that's fast. Um, at six three two forty three, um, and then the explosive numbers: thirty six inch vert, ten foot eight broad. Um, I, I like that. Uh, he he's got some development, you know, because he's still kind of learning, you know, the the nuances of reading, reacting, and all that because he's just new to the position a little bit, relatively new. Um, but the upside's big with that guy, I think. Uh- um, yeah, I, I didn't know a whole lot about him, but I went back and watched some of the tape, and man, he he's impressive. Yeah, Chad yeah. Moon, stand- I kind of I knew him a little bit from Wyoming, but Anderson, man, he he yeah. his tape just jumped off. Yeah, I mean, uh, Muma M- Chad Muma is a guy I absolutely loved his tape. I thought it was awesome. Um, you know, size wise, six three two thirty nine, dudes just well built, put together. I. The four six three forty is solid. I think that's a good number for him um, because he he's an instinctual player who you know he stays square and he and he reads what he sees well. So he puts himself in the right position. And four six three is plenty fast to cover sideline to sideline. And then his explosive numbers that forty inch vert and ten foot nine inch broad. I mean that's that's big time. Uh, I was super impressed to see that. Um, and then twenty seven wrench reps on the bench. That's the dude's a powerhouse. So all that. All the you know the 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 really the, the excellent tape and the the athletic testing tie together to a player like I don't see him getting on a round two. I think he's going to be uh, a round two guy, and I'm excited for him. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, no, he's sorry. He's, I was in a group chat here, kind of answering a question. So, hey, do you, man? Um, just uh, going through the rest. Uh, Damone Clark was a guy I was. Um, eager to watch he's been generating some buzz i heard lane zerline talking about him as a guy that he thinks is, is gonna go earlier than could possibly go earlier than people were right. talking about initially um he had a big year at lsu he kind of had breakout season this year he had um uh, like 100 and geez what was it, 120 tackles i could be wrong there it was it was quite a few he had a pretty yeah, big a, year it was a big year um, and then he you know at six six two and a half 239 big athletic frame strong frame uh four five seven forty thirty six and a half vert ten foot seven broad like dude tested well and i thought he looked good on the on-field stuff like muma did as well muma looked really good on the field too i thought you know and, and i thought demon clark navigated stuff well um 
Christian Harris, another guy who looked good out there. That 4'4", 440, and 11-foot-1-inch broad. I mean, Jesus. Um, Channing Tindall just blew it up. 42-inch vertical, 4'4". 42-inch vertical was the top linebacker vertical. Mm. I believe, And it was the top. It tied for the top overall of all positions. So, Ooh. explosive player. Uh, 4'4", 740. He's 6'2", 230. I mean, he, he made himself some money. Yeah, you know, but, he and was, he's kind of the unforgotten guy, Georgia, in a way. With I mean, the production, you know, yeah, you know, Kobe yeah. Dean and Jordan Davis and all those guys. Yeah, and, and Tyndall's production wasn't—you know—he he didn't have a ton of production. Well, yeah. I mean, he had sixty-seven tackles, seven and a half for a loss, five and a half sacks, and right. forced a fumble last year, which was his biggest year of his career. It, and it it's was. like you watch his tape and you can see the explosion. He, dude closes so, so fast and uh, he can just cover ground. And, and I mean, he just, he, he tested just fantastic. So um, he, he made himself some money. He, he blew it up. And then Leo Chanel, uh, I'm a huge Leo Chanel fan. He's just a mean, aggressive, physical dude. Um, you, you see it on tape. He, when he goes downhill, he's got really good burst, you know, that straight line burst. And four five three forty is great number. That forty and a half inch vertical. That's ten ten eight broad. Is you know the explosion numbers are great. So and at six three two fifty, he's just a big powerhouse. So those guys were just some guys that stood out. Um, that you know did well, impressed in it, it, as far as testing wise. And you know, like I said, Clark, Muma, um, Harris looked good on the field as well during drills. And Troy Anderson at four four two. He he kicked off the position group. It was like oh, right off the bat, bang. Um, pretty awesome stuff. And then, um, do you want to cover the? I just threw some other guys in the notable section here. Yeah, well, you say notable, Devin Lloyd. But, I'm telling you, he's one of my biggest guys. Um, in this entire draft well, class, well, so. they're notables as far as they're worth talking about what they tested. Because, right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, I, I was kind of disappointed he ran a four six six. So I'm going to be That's, tuned into his pro day to see if he can beat that. Right. Um, but other than that, I thought he, he tested fairly well, 35 inch vertical, 10 point, 10 foot, six broad jump. I mean, that's comparable. Um, but anybody can have a slow day running. So I, I'm really curious to see what he does at his pro day, because I think in my opinion, he's the best linebacker in this class. I like Lloyd as well. He does. I mean, at, at Utah defense, he did, he did a lot as far as, I mean, hell, they put him out in a wide nine and rushed him with his hand in the dirt. Um, and, you know, he covers a lot of ground. And he, he As a blitzer, he gets it done in coverage. He, he, has a, he had a lot of responsibilities. He did a lot of things at Utah. I like him as well. I mean, he's tested fine. He, he didn't, you know, have the 4-4-40. Um, obviously, everybody loves that. Uh, 4-6-6. I thought he was a 4-5 guy. So we'll see. Um, didn't test like – I mean, his testing's fine, you know. And I think instinctually he sees the game well, puts himself in good positions to make plays. So that, that goes a long way. I, I like Devin Lloyd. So, I, you know, I thought he was worth talking about what he tested as being one of the uh, premier linebackers in this IDP group, so uh, IDP class. So um, next guy on the list, uh, Brandon Smith. Um, I knew Brandon Smith would test well because he's, you know, always had this big frame, uh, you know, six, three and a half, two fifty. He's a big guy who moves well for a guy that right. size. Um, 
you know, he played different roles at Penn State. He transitioned to that weak side this year, played more stacked up in the box, and the, the results were hit and miss to be put it nicely. You know, it was just up and down. He didn't quite progress as a, a lot had hoped as far as seeing the game and, and being confident in his reads and stuff. But he ran a 4 5 two, 40, 37 half inch vert, 10 foot 8 broad at 6 3 and a half, 250. I mean, it's pretty damn solid. So, yeah. Um, Brian yeah. Asamoah, uh, uh, Oklahoma, um, guy I liked. He ran, I thought, you know, he, he showed speed on tape and he ran a four, five, six, 40. So I, I was happy to see that. What are you, Asamoah fan? You like, you like what you see there? Yeah. He's, I mean, I could go either way on him. Yeah. I'm not a huge guy on him. Uh, I think some of these other guys that we've mentioned, I would have ahead of him for sure. Um, yeah. Do you have Smith ahead of him? I do, I do. I have. Smith I do. Ahead. I do as well. Uh, where Where are you at with with Brandon Smith? As soon as the season ended, I kind of ranked them. You know, yeah, right off the top without going looking at stats, going looking at film, just going off of memory. And I had him rated pretty high. Um, but once I started getting into, you know, the the draft breakdown watching film and, and mm-hmm. the combines and all-star games, I've kind of dropped him a little bit. Yeah. And I don't know that that's a knock on him. I think it's just, there's other players kind of passing him up, yeah. uh, you know, like a Chad Muma, Tyndall, you know, Chanel. I think those are guys that I had yeah. below to start with. Now they're moving ahead. And now Troy Anderson's making a case. So yeah, Demone um, Clark, Demone Clark's yeah, another guy. Clark, I keep moving um, up. Your next guy here, I think I would put, very close to Smith, Malcolm Rodriguez. Um, only thing Oklahoma about him, State. yeah. The only thing about him, he's five eleven, so he's going to get knocked yeah. for his height a little bit. He's on the yeah. short side. Um, I got to, I got to, I got to go back and watch the tape on this guy. To be honest, man, um, I seen him play a little bit, but definitely didn't do an in depth look at him. But watching it, him, he came out that four five two forty, and then I saw he had the 39 and a half inch vertical. I was like, dang. But like you said, 5'11", 232, he's a short, stout guy. But I, I was really curious your take on Rodriguez, if you had any strong take on him. I, I still got to go. I got I to check the tape on him for sure. Yeah, I mean, he's a solid player. I mean, you go back, what film I've watched, he's a go-getter, you know? Um, yeah. I just think for NFL standards, that 5'11 is going to stand out. They're going to say he's mm-hmm. he's too short. Now, it, it's kind of like hand size, you know. Anything under nine, <laughs> nine and a quarter, they, they kind of ding you on. But I, I'm not a big numbers guy as far as hand size and speed and height and all this. I think it does play a factor, but yeah, he's 5'11", a little shorter than you you would like. Isn't Nick Bolton 5'11"? I think so. So Just saying. So I'm not saying he's Nick Bolton. I'm just saying. Right. But to me, I'm going. that makes me want to go back and look at the tape. And from what I've seen, he's a gamer. So yeah. I'll have to do some – I'm like you. I'll have to do some more digging on him. But he'll he'll yeah. definitely get dinged for the hot for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't watched – I mean, I've I seen him a little bit, but these other guys I've watched a lot more tape on. So I'm, I'm excited to go check him out. But – um, overall, um, I was I was pretty dang impressed with with this linebacker group and how they tested and some guys that I was hoping to test well did. Um, you know, it, it's kind of like I put in the article. I I was like, you know, te- 
testing data isn't everything that is going to tell you whether a guy's going to succeed. You still have to be able to see the game, make the reads, know what you're seeing and diagnose it, put yourself in a position to make a play. Just because you're fast doesn't mean everything. Because if you're fast and don't know where you're going or don't know how to read what you're seeing, you're just not going to make plays consistently. You're going to get exposed. So, um, But the testing matters. Like you have to hit the marks. You have to, you know. It definitely matters. So it's a mix of both. And I like this linebacker group and it I was I was pretty pumped to uh to watch them this weekend. They were a lot of fun and uh they they definitely were fast. <laughs> All right. And, and before we move on to edge here, I just want to say boom. We got another uh Patreon signed up. Awesome. Uh, yeah, Sal. So we thank you, Sal. He signed Welcome, up. Welcome, Sal. That's yeah, awesome, he, man. He hit us up on our top tier. So He's a big Debbie guy. This is kind of new to him. So he's he's ready to soak up anything and everything we can do with IDP Debbie. Um, so, cool. yeah. Appreciate cool. that. Thanks for uh, supporting us, signing up. And I'm telling you, there's a, there's a lot of stuff on Patreon right now. Um, a lot of good stuff. So go check us out there. And we thank him. So keep spreading the word, guys. We appreciate it. Yeah, awesome. Um, Definitely appreciate it. So I guess let's go to Edge. The two big guns, of course, Aiden Hutchison, Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, Hutchison, I was kind of shocked that he ran a 4.74. Um, I thought he would be more in the 4.6 range because I didn't think he was going to be super fast, but I, w- I thought he would be 4.65, 4.67, somewhere in there. I uh, thought high 4.6s as well, but. You know, that's kind of where I had him. He's not as – I mean, I, I, I'm I with you. I thought he would hit like a four, high 4.6, four, maybe 4.68. Four, right. But, like, we talked about this with Dooge last week. Like, we all know he's not a pure speed rusher. Right. Like, you know. And his 4.74 is right around the Bosa boys' numbers. So, yeah, it's not horrible. And then Thibodeau ran a 4.58, which kind of surprised me because I thought he would be – Closer to the low four fives, if not four four nine, somewhere in there. I, That's a pretty uh, good number for him, though. Six, yeah, four, it two, is. Six four two fifty four four five. And he did twenty seven reps on the bench, which I thought was pretty good too. Yeah, because he, he's not he's not a Hutchison guy that's going to just power him up there. He's more of a right. lean, mean outside line because they're those two are just. I hate it that they're lumped together because they're such different players, you know, right. Thibodeau. I mean, um, Hutchison's more of that big edge setting, lock it down guy, not saying he can't cover or anything else. I'm not saying he can't do that, but I think Thibodeau's a little more flexible dropping coverage guy, rush the passer. Yeah. He's like we talked about, he's got a little bit of a higher ceiling as far as a pass rush. Right. right. Um, the big number is, you know, everybody talked about um, Hutchinson's three cone, and a six six point seven three second three cone is pretty damn good. That tells oh, yeah, you that he's was moving. off the charts. <laughs> so yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm just looking at um, shout out to Kent Lee Plot that does the relative athletic the RAS score and relative oh, athletic yes. score. So since we were talking about the Bosa's, um, I just brought up uh, Joey Bosa's RAS. Uh, card here so joey boasted clock or he checked in at six foot five 269 hutchinson was six seven 260 um and joey bosa's 40 was four eight six with a one six eight ten yard split 
which matters, that initial get-off speed to power. Um, so Hutchinson at 474 with a 162 10-yard split puts him right right in that range. And uh, so he matches. He's uh, a little more, uh, yeah, what, a tenth of a second faster than Bosa and a little bit a little bit quicker on the 10-yard. And then right. the three cone. The three cone Joey Bosa was a six eight nine three cone and Hutchinson six seven two. Just as a comparison, um, that's kind of you know he's been kind of compared to the Bosa's as far as his game and how he wins and stuff. So just uh, figured kind of compare them there. Um, looking at Nick Bosa, yeah, four seven nine um, forty at six three two sixty six and one six two ten yard split. So. Pretty close to those numbers, obviously. There, yeah. I mean, very comparable. So, yeah. Uh, yep. I mean, I like Hutchison. I think that's one of the biggest debates right now is is it going to be him or Thibodeau? Um, yeah. And Thibodeau didn't do a lot at the combine, he just ran, did the bench, and then he, he called it a day. So, right. Um, Hutchison, you know, the one thing was with the length of him, too, is a 32 and an eighth inch arms, not great length, but wasn't expected to be. You know, Thibodeau right. has, has a full inch on him in, in arm length with 33 and an eighth. So that matters. Yeah. Every I don't think little. either one of them hurt themselves, and I don't think either one of them separated themselves from the other. Um, and we'll get to this in a minute, but I would keep Kyle Hamilton in that discussion because Hutchison, Thibodeau, and Hamilton – are the three best IDPs in this entire draft class. Um, I don't think Hamilton will go first IDP off the board. I think it's Hutchison or Thibodeau. One of those two are going to be the first one off. Um, Rookie drafts you're talking. Well, in the NFL draft, I think they're going to be, you know, I think they're going to be one of the first IDP rookies off the board. And yeah, in fantasy drafts too. Um, Yeah. I just think those three are – I honestly think you can kind of interchange them. Um, I do think Kyle Hamilton has the higher floor of the three. Um, but you can't go wrong with any of them. So, mm-hmm. um, But we'll get to Hamilton in a minute. Yeah. Um, I'm Let's really – this next group I'm intrigued with because I want to know – I want to see your thoughts. you got Trayvon Walker who – Another Georgia boy that just balled out at the combine. Oh, yeah. Just blew it up. Amari Barno, he absolutely blew it up. Um, boy Mafe, uh, who I did an article on for IDP guys here not long ago. Your boy David Ajabo, who hey, he had a he had a day at the combine too. Mm-hmm. And Jermaine Johnson. So behind Hutchison and Thibodeau. This next group, and I, I guess you got Sam Williams as a notable here too from Ole Miss. Um, out of these guys, behind Hutchison and Thibodeau, who are, who are you putting at number three as your third defensive end? Because I'm, I'm really intrigued with this. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know if anybody got more buzz than Trevon Walker at the Combine as far as um, – I mean, I, I was super pumped to see what he would do because I loved his tape, and Dane Brugler has been talking him up for a while. And um, watching his tape, like, the dude is just a big, long, athletic freak. And he checked in at 6'5", 272, with 35-and-a-half-inch arms. I mean, size and length, like, 
boxes checked. Like that is hitting the mark, man. Then he went out, ran a four five one forty, um, and then a thirty five and a half inch vertical and a ten foot three inch broad, and then a a six six eight nine second three cone. So I mean, he just crushed this combine in. If he wasn't, uh, I actually had said this in the article, if he wasn't already in the top 10 consideration, like he's vaulted in there. Um, I'm not sure anybody blew it up more than Tremont Walker as far as just hitting the marks measurement-wise and just tested fantastic. Um, you know, like not huge, huge production at Georgia, but it's kind of hard when when you um, – you have so many weapons there and so much talent along the line, but uh, he, you know, he could do everything. And he was asked to do a lot there. He played out on the edge, he kicked inside some, they even dropped him a coverage and he, and he was, you know, fine doing that. Like the athleticism he has for his size is just downright impressive. And um, I, man, he, he's, he's going to go early. He definitely helped himself in a huge way. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for Trevon Walker. Yeah, I mean, he, um, <laughs> damn, he had himself a day at the combine, didn't oh, he? Oh, yeah. Oof. Yeah. Um, which kind of seemed to be the theme for a few players that they just really um, stepped their game up. Um, Mari Barno, my, I, it was this. I just wanted to get your take. I got to go back and watch more on Barno. But oh, well, I did too. When that 436, I did not yep. freaking see that coming. Yep. No, I wanted that's when we got to this. That's the first thing I was going to ask you. Like, I mean, he looked obviously explosive on tape and whatnot, but I, I was like, holy shit, he ran a 436, which was the top mark of the whole edge class. And he had a 10 foot 11 broad, which was the top in a 37 inch vertical. Yeah, but I think that 436, and I was like, somebody's not, woo, something's broke here. They're not timing this right <laughs> or something. There's no way. Uh, yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. I got to go back and check that one. That's so. freaking insane, man. Yeah, Four, three, yeah. six yeah. for a defensive end. Yeah, amazing. It's just a couple years ago with, that we were losing our shit over Devin White and Devin Bush running four four two, <laughs> right? And this kid yeah. comes out and runs a four three six. He's like, hold my beer. Six six. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Hold, both, hold both my beers. Yeah, hold both hold. my beers. Let me six, let me show six, you something. Yeah, no, for sure. Six five two forty six too. You know, that's insane. That's freaking insane. But yeah, 30. definitely gonna have to go back and check, mm-hmm. uh, check some more tape on him. Um, Jermaine Johnson is the guy I'm on right now as my number three from Florida State. Johnson. Yeah, six five two fifty four, four five eight, thirty two inch vertical, ten and a half inch broad. I, I've been watching and watching tape. And I know the numbers are flashy with all these guys at the combine. And I think sometimes you can train and build yourself to, to perform elitely at the combine, but that doesn't always translate to on the field. Mm-hmm. I think what you see from Jermaine Johnson, his numbers, I think that's what you're seeing on the field. Um, oh, the film's good. No, the yeah. film is so dominant. Good. Yeah, no, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He's he's that dude. I, for me, yeah. uh, again, go check out our Patreon because I'm doing. I just put up the uh, my top 25 big board post combine. So uh, go check go check that out. Um, and another thing, you know, which is also on the Patreon is my uh, IDP rookie grades. Um, he's if you go look at those in a couple of areas, explosive plays, 
Um, and um, explosive plays and sacks production or pass rush production, however you want it. Those two grades he tested off the freaking charts on. Um, and over the last few years, those have kind of been indicators. Uh, Nick Bosa was a guy that did it. Um, you're looking at Micah Parsons was a guy that did it over the last few years. So uh, Max Crosby was a guy that graded high in my system a few years ago. So there, there's some guys that it's not a finished product, but that grading system I have, there, it's showing some potential. Like I said, you can check that out on Patreon if you sign up for it. Um, I like those indicators. I mean, it, yeah. to me, the more information you have, the more informed you can be and the more sound decisions you can can make. Uh, mock drafts. I love – I don't personally like doing mock drafts for fantasy, but as far as NFL mock drafts to see where players are landing, what teams or whatever, I kind of like them. I, I check them out whether they're right or wrong. I check them out. You know, my draft grades. That's why I'm always asking you, what do you think about this guy? Because I might not be right. And so if me and you are far off on a player, that makes me want to go check him out and see what I'm missing. Or yeah, see for what sure. I'm doing wrong. Yeah, absolutely. As far as my grading system, I use that. I'm not saying it's the best. It's not. But I use that as a confirmation of what I'm seeing on film, uh, what I'm hearing from everybody else. So, uh, yeah, go. I mean, like I said, go check it on Patreon. Use it, but you stuff. use it like you use that as a tool, your grading scale with the testing right. numbers and the film. You put that all together, you know, you right. use ev every piece of the puzzle to to get your, you know, final analysis of exactly. where you're going to slot them in. Yeah, yeah, I dig it, man. It's, it's super cool. Um, I wanted to ask you about your boy, David Ajabo. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. He showed out at the combine, didn't he? He did. Um, yeah. And I heard he interviewed great and everybody loved that portion and the testing. God, I wish we was and... privy to those interviews. Yeah. I, I heard he just did it. It was just awesome. Um, all the way around. He, he did. He lit it up. And I hear a lot of times. Some of these coaching staffs, teams, GMs, whoever's doing these interviews, you know, they go to these combines and pro days. Sure, they're checking out how fast you can run, how, how high you can jump, you know, all this good stuff. But I've heard from different places, they really, they're there for the interview. That, that's what they want. They want to grill you. And they want to see what you oh, on the medicals too. Yeah, yeah. Med the, medicals the medicals are huge. Yeah. Everybody wants those the medicals because they want every piece of information they can get. You know, as far as that goes, to you know what they're comfortable with. So, no, yeah, yeah, no, um, for sure. In Ajabo, it's, it's crazy because he's he's inexperienced because he doesn't have a ton of actual playing time. Being you know, he, this was his big year, but like on tape. I know I'm a Michigan fan, but he just his pass rushing skills are just for a guy that doesn't have a ton of experience. You just you're impressed by the things he does, and he's such oh, a man, twitchy he's athlete. On me, dude, I'm oh yeah, dude, he, and he's such a like he does like a a shimmy shake, like a crossover in basketball. Like he can chop his feet and then cross over in front of you, go right in front of your face, and he's gone. He's just so explosive, and right. he's got he's got go to moves already for a guy that doesn't have a ton of experience um, as a pass rusher. He is. 
farther along than you'd think when you look at how many games he's actually logged. And he's just such an explosive twitch athlete. He, he's he's super fun to watch. He's just got he's got some growing to do setting the edge and playing the run. That's the thing. But the upside's big with Ojabo and, and he's you know, he helped himself with the combine. He was already a player on a teams really liked and and he helped himself too. Thoughts on uh, Sam Williams? Yeah, I, you know I like this tape, um, and I SEC I guy, so he's got yeah he's facing yeah. some elite comp- competition. Um, I didn't I didn't necessarily see a four four. I mean I knew he he had some get up, but four four six caught my eye. That's why he made I threw that notable like dang four four six. Yeah, I didn't something. really notice that either. I mean he played fast on the field when you're watching. Him, yeah, I didn't yeah, really realize quick. that it was four four six. So. Yeah, yeah, he 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 gets off field quick. Um, kind of broke out this year with the pass rush production. He did, he mm-hmm. didn't really have that before, so he kind of broke out this year. So, yeah. Dude, how good is this? How good is this edge? Uh, yeah, for sure. How good is this edge group though? Oh yeah, I know. So good. I know. This is and there's other guys. And this ain't even the tip of the iceberg, uh, right? You, you didn't even mention one of my favorites on here, and that's um. Uh, Cameron, um, oh help me, Cameron Thomas. Is it Cameron? Thomas? Oh yeah, Cameron Thomas. Yeah. Yes, from San, San Diego, Diego State. State. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Yes, dude, that's a. I'm telling you, that's another one. No, he's a good need, player. Need Very to pay attention to the pro day. Graded good yeah. on my uh, on my grade system. So yeah, yep. I think he's no. a little raw, and there's some questions about the competition level. You know, of course, San Diego State. There is. It's not the SEC, but yeah. Um, yeah, he's definitely uh, one that you should look for possibly in the later rounds. Mm-hmm. I like him anyway. Yeah, no, I, I I'm a big Cam Thomas fan. He's there's a lot to like with his game. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this edge group's great. Like I said, you know, this is just some guys that tested tested well and balled out. We liked, and um, there's there's more. So yep. lots lots of like with that group. De- yep. So defensive tackles, I think it's well. You got three listed here. I think there's a fourth that you could put in this group. You've got Jordan Davis, Devontae White, Travis Jones. I think you could put DeMarvin Leal in this group. Um, yeah, he's a good player. Damn. What a pro day Jordan Davis had, dude. Like, are that, you freaking That dude's a freaking monster. 6'6", 341. And trust me, I've seen more Jordan Davis than I care to admit. <laughs> you know all about Jordan. I'm he glad did. he's gone. <laughs> but Jesus, dude. Dude, 6'6, 341. The four, show that he seven, put on eight, the combine 40. was insane. I just I was in disbelief when I watched it. You him shouldn't run. be that damn big and be able to move like that. That's just that's just yeah. insanity. Okay, so he ran the four seven eight forty and he had a one six eight second ten yard split. And then, which is crazy, that is just freaking crazy. And then he had a ten foot three inch broad jump, which was the top defensive tackle. Ten Jesus. foot three inch broad jump. And this dude is six six, three hundred and forty one pounds. Insane. His broad jump was more than David Ajabos. David Ajabos was ten foot two. Wow, that's crazy. Jordan Davis blew it up. He's literally just a, a unicorn as far as size. Like he's off the charts. Off the charts. NFL wise, I think he may have helped himself more than anybody <laughs> that was at the combine. 
It's just unbelievable to do those things. On I, I don't know how he did it, man. I, I was seeing some of these numbers. I was like, no fucking it's way insane. he did that. I know, right? Yeah, no way. Insane. No way. Yeah. I was blown away, man, watching it. it, was, it and then you got Devontae White, his teammate. I love Devontae White. Oh, yeah. Another guy. Devontae White's going to make some money in the NFL. Yeah. He, he's, Davis yeah. are going to be. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to no, be. Yeah. Yeah, Wyatt, he had the top top mark for defensive tackles. He just edged out Jordan Davis. Uh, he ran a 4.7740. He's 6'3", 304, so a little smaller. I mean, everybody is because Jordan Davis is a monster. Uh, 4.77 second, 4.77 second 40 uh, was the tops, and he had a 1.66 10-yard split. So that's a real nice um, um, burst there. That 10-yard split's the biggest thing for these D tackles because they're never running a 40. In a game, it's all about that initial burst off the jump. So, um, and I thought, why you watch his tape and you watch him do drills here at the combine, like he moves really well for a big guy. Um, he beats you off the snap, explosive, agile, beats you, beats you to the gap, and creates all kinds of problems. Um, Travis Jones showed out too. Travis yeah. Jones out of UConn, he's a big dude, 6'4, 325, and he ran a 49240. Pretty damn impressive. Uh, and he looked good in the drills. So, yeah. those guys. I would have liked awesome. to seen that four nine two kind of be in the four eights. I know we're nitpicking here, but I would have liked to seen that in the four eights. But let's face it, these big boys, you're not you're not taking them for their speed. This no, this is about their quickness, their burst, their power, their strength. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think he had a huge showing senior bowl week, then comes mm-hmm. into yeah. the combine and tears it up. So I think he's he's I been killing he's, it every step of the way. Yeah, I think he's easily I don't know. Devontae White made a case, but I think Travis Jones is my second defensive tackle right now, but it's close. Um, yeah. And then, like I said, DeMarvin Leal, I think he's another one that uh, deserves some attention from Texas A&M. He's, he's mm-hmm. been a solid guy as well. Moves well, yeah. He, he yeah. Ver- Versatile, he fluid mover for a big dude. Yeah. So here we go. Now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> Safeties. Top dog, yes, sir. Kyle. Oh, look, it's a Kyle. <laughs> yeah, watch out for us, Kyles. You gotta watch him, Kyles. Get you. Kyle Hamilton. I think everybody knows where I stand on him. Yeah. Um, wouldn't hate it. I'll, I'll say this: if you're an if you're drafting IDPs and you take Kyle Hamilton as your first IDP off the board, I'm not hating it because I think he's got the high ceiling of any of them. Or well, I think he's got the highest floor of any of them, and I think his ceiling is just as good as any of them. Uh, super athletic and gifted, ball hawk, big hitter, love it. Um, but your next two, Nick Cross is somebody that I've had on my radar for a while. Uh, love for, Nick Cross, yeah, uh, four three four forty. Yeah, did not see that coming. Um, and then another Georgia boy, Lewis Seen. Everybody's thinking of Richard LeConte and those guys back there, but Lewis Seen will straight dog you. He will straight oh, yeah. twist your freaking chin strap around on your ear yeah. if he gets a chance to square he, you up. He'll come um, up and whoop your ass. Oh, <laughs> he, he will lay a beat down on And he ran yeah. 437, man. Yeah. And with 11 a, a one broad jump. Which was top for the safeties. Is, I'm telling yeah. you, that dude's yeah. no joke. He doesn't yeah. get the respect that he deserves 
especially early on, like I said, with Richard LeConte being the uh, starter there. Scene is that dude. If, I, if I'm in rookie drafts and Scene is there, I'm trying to think here. Most leagues do, what, six, seven-round rookie drafts? Yeah, I'd um, say. Depending on what your roster needs, I, I'd easily take him third, fourth round of a rookie draft and be okay with it. Right on. No, yeah, he's he. Uh, I, I was he was a guy like you, you. You watch his tape. He comes up. He comes up against the run and, and he closes in a hurry and he lays it to you, man. He's it, it's he's an aggressive player and he tested fantastic. I mean, four three seven forty eleven one broad just big time and Nick Cross. Um, I, I was a huge fan of his game being a guy who watches a lot of big 10 ball, Nick Cross out of Maryland. And I thought his tape was good. And then he ran at four, three, four 40, which was the top marks for the safety. And I was just like, wow, now that's, I knew he was fast, but that's damn fast. Um, watching his tape, you, you could see him come up from depth and he just, when he, he's reading, you know, there was a play against, uh, gosh, I can't remember who I want to say West Virginia. I could be wrong. I think it's a jet motion and he kind of just flows with the the motion. And then when he, he makes his read, he just, I mean, he's on it in a hurry, close it down. He takes the runner on the sidelines and just wipes him out. Um, and the, the four, three, four speed showed up. So it's, um, I, I was super pumped with, with his results. Yeah, me too. Sorry, I was in the chat again. I guess hey, I, gotta good. Stop, I gotta stop looking at the chat. I gotta, hey. I gotta stop looking at the chat. You're um, you're uh, you're in high demand. I get it. You're Hollywood. Yeah. That's what it is. I'm just you know. I'm just here to hang out with you when you got time. If you got, a few I minutes. need somebody to hang out with. If you need to hang out, you hit me up. I know you're in high demand. I appreciate you taking the time to, to sit <laughs> and hang shit. out with me. You're so full of shit. <laughs> oh, you're so full of shit, dude. High demand, my ass. Oh. <laughs> you're so full of it. I hate you. Ah, <laughs> oh, frick. Corners. Kalen Barnes, Baylor, Tariq Woolen. Uh, UTSA. Yeah. San Antonio, Sauce Gardner, Cincinnati. And I'll put Zion McCollum in there. Put your boy in there. Absolutely. I mean, I went back and watched the tape. That dude's a player. Um, Helped them win a national championship in the uh, 2021 split season where they did the fall and then the spring. But, dude, you go back and watch some of his tape. He is a freaking ball hawk. Will hit you. Cover three type guy uh, with some potential to play some safety. Definite. Um, I don't want to call him a sleeper, but I, I, I think he's a guy that you can get a little later. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to be as good as anybody that you can get early. I dig it. Yeah. Um, speed was the theme at the combine and Kalon Barnes out of Baylor was the fastest. Ha- have you there. watched any of him? Cause honestly, I've not seen anything of Barnes. Kalon I- Barnes. I watched a couple of Baylor games. That's it. I haven't zeroed in on him specifically at all. I, Me either. Four, I saw two, this four two three, and I was like, "What?" Fastest, the fastest player at the combine four two three forty. I mean, blazing, freaking insane. And then Tariq, <laughs> Tariq, yeah, it is. And then Tariq Woolen, six foot four, two hundred five pounds. Now that is a big corner, and he ran a four two six forty, second fastest of all positions. And he had a 42-inch vertical, which tied with 
Channing Tindall for first overall of all positions. Like, talk about making yourself some money. That's he was impressive. That size and the and that speed, wow. Yeah, him and Barnes just blazed. And then Sauce Gardner, obviously highly talked about. Had he's he's been awesome in Cincinnati. And then he came, he checked in at six foot three, one hundred ninety pounds with thirty three and a half inch arms. So the lengths there. And then you know the tape's good. Obviously, he's been awesome in Cincinnati. And then he came out and ran a four four one forty. So um, he he did himself good there. So. A lot of speed, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that was the theme of this whole freaking combine was just yeah. pure, yeah. raw speed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, that, that's a wrap on, you know, there there's a ton of players we could have put on this list, but this was, you know, some guys that I had mentioned in that article I had talked about that I wrote up and then some other guys that, that ran blazing times and made themselves – um, and boosted their stock, made some money, and and some other guys we liked, and um, man, it, it was it was a lot of fun, and there was a lot of big time performances at the combine on the defensive side of the ball, that's for sure. Yeah, one of the fastest combines I can think of as far as speed times, uh, and not just forty. Some of these um, three cone shuttles, and yeah, uh, you know, twenty yard shuttles, and all this stuff. I can remember hearing it back in <laughs> dating myself a little bit back in my day. You know, I, I think to uh, kind of reminds me of uh, the movie Days to Confused, where they're talking about back mm. in my day he ran a mm. he was he was six one one ninety. And, you know, back <laughs> in my day, I used to hear bigger, faster, stronger, and I think every year you see it. It's bigger, faster, stronger. Yeah, uh, it's just insane what some of these guys are doing. Um, I can't even imagine hitting some of these marks, but uh, yeah, man, this combine was amazing. Uh, yeah. A lot of names that I didn't recognize or wasn't privy to that I'm going to have to go back and check out. Um, yeah. No, I, I agree. Because um, you can't them. watch everybody. So, you, yeah. you know, you've got to have a jumping off list and then uh, yeah. adding to it or subtracting. And that's kind of what I do. And, Yep, man. Some of these names, I'm definitely going to go back and check out. Some of these, I was like, confirmed. Mm -hmm. You know, this this is what yep. I thought. Yeah. Hey, I'm on it. So. Yeah. Um, now we're, I guess, we're into pro days. Yep. Uh, starting like soon. Yeah, um, like like this. Is it this week soon or I, I next think week? maybe it might be this week. Maybe it's next week, but. It's. I mean, it's within the next week and a half. Yeah, sure. and there's going to be a lot of, lot of, lot of dudes coming out of those for sure. Because there's, you know, there's guys that didn't do every drill. They're going to do some at their pro day, big names. And there's well, Christian be, Harris, Jordan Battle, they didn't do. They weren't even there. You know, that's pro day stuff. Well, Christian um, Harris was there. Uh, Harris tested, but yeah, but yeah, like Harris Thibodeau, did. Yeah, like Thibodeau didn't do much, so he's going to do some work. Uh, Nicobe yep. Dean. Nicobe Dean didn't. Nicobe Dean, it. yes. Yeah, Nicobe Dean. Derek Stingley Jr. for LSU. That's yep, another one. Yep. Yeah, some yep. big names. So, yeah, for absolutely. Good call. Um, yeah, so like you said, there's some big names that are going to test, and then um, the, there'll be names popping up that put up big numbers at the Pro Day. So more excitement to come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think uh, 
we've did a bang up job on that. But before we go, we got a couple trades that I found for us. Okay. Um, and in a lot of some of the um, things that's happened recently, uh, this first one, Team A trades quarterback Russell Wilson to Team B for Nick Chubb, Devin Lloyd, and pick 203 this year, and it's in a campus to Cam League. And this was – is this super flex or single QB? This is a single QB league. Hmm. Man, it's, I, I'm I can tell you for sure that Team B needed a running back badly. Yeah, then it makes sense uh, to get. I like Nick Chubb. Um, you get Lloyd. You know, he he should be a pretty solid pro. And then the two hundred three, and you get your stud starting running back. I like uh, Russell Wilson in Denver. I mean, he's got he's going to do well. well see, there. this happened. This was a trade that I was involved in. I, I traded away Wilson, but this happened in February. So, you know, at that time, I had no idea that he was going to Denver. So, yeah. Plus, I already had a couple of other good running uh, QBs. I had Herbert and um, I forget my other Oh, name. you got he's Herbert? Good. Yeah. Oh, he's a baller, dude. Yeah, you're good. I like this move. No, I, if you need a running back, you get Chubb. You get, you know, Devin Lloyd should be, I mean, I think he'll be a solid pro. Should get good draft capital. Um, you know, should looks to be a, a piece you're going to be starting at oh, some yeah. point. You know, well, never, you never, uh, yeah. So there's a piece that looks to be usable at some point, Lloyd. Then the 203 is a nice pick, and Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb's a beast. So I like it. Yeah, solid. Especially since you got Herbert to, to ball it anyway. All right. Our second trade is Team A traded Pete Werner to Team B for pick 209 this year and a fifth-round pick in 2023. And this is a league me and you are both in, and it's an IDP-only league, so there's no offense. Yeah, yep. This is DWC right here. Yes. Defense wins championships. Um, I, I, I think it's a, a good trade. I'm I'm gonna side with Pete Werner. Um, I'm I'm a big Pete Werner fan, and I think he's gonna be really solid in in New Orleans and a big piece of the defense going forward. And the Mario Davis isn't getting any younger, and I think Werner's role is gonna grow. And I I think he's I think he's gonna be a real solid IDP asset. So I'm I'm gonna I think it's a good trade. I'm gonna go with the Werner side. Cool. You. Um. Yeah, I mean, in a defensive only league. Defensive uh, only league. That's the thing. Defensive yeah, only. That's, IDP that's only. Yeah. Yeah. So no offense, anything like that. It's straight defensive only. Um. Yeah, I, I think I go Pete Warner too. I think it's a fair deal though on both sides. Yeah, good trade. I don't think it was a major swing one way or the other. Um, yeah. Werner's not a Micah Parsons or a Thibodeau or whoever, you know, type player. So I I don't think he warrants a first-round pick. Um, if I'm not mistaken, there's 14, 16 teams in this league? 14. 14. So to get him 
semi back into that, you're over the halfway point. So you're at 209. So yeah, um, I, I think that's fair value. 209 mm-hmm. plus a fifth next year for Warner. I think that's pretty fair value for him. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, solid deal. And that's it. We already did our listener question with Sean about Bobby Wagner. Yep. We thank yep. him for that. Yeah, um, thanks, Sean. Appreciate it, buddy. Yeah, one of our best listeners. He really is. He's yeah, Sean's the man. He is. He's always asking questions, supporting us uh, yep. any way he can, and we greatly, greatly appreciate him. Uh, we, we appreciate all of you. But absolutely, yeah. Um, Sean has been one of our biggest supporters, so we we thank him for that. Um, and with that said. Hey, anytime you can think of it, ask a question. Say, hey, on your next show, what do you think about this trade? Or what do you think about this player? Or whatever. Um, Players, trades, anything you want to know, hit us up. Send it to me. Send it to Kyle. Send it to IDP Nation Twitter. And uh, we'll get it on there on our shows. We'll get you the answers. Um, Again, we want to thank Sal, who signed up today for our top-tier Patreon. Yeah, Thank you. Uh, man, there are so many good things cool. going on right now. Um, you know, if you get that top-tier Patreon, and I, I don't know about you, Kyle, but this is one of my favorite things is when you hit that top-tier Patreon, there's a lot that comes with it. You know, our daily stuff, uh, you're getting everything, rankings, articles, all that stuff. But the one-on-one, you know, we helped our boy DJ Black here not long ago. He picked up Parsons off a free agency. And just to be able to sit down and do that one-on-one breakdown with our listeners is just amazing. Because you don't know, you know, we're speaking in general terms here, you know, do this, do that. But you don't really know each owner's roster or what they have yeah. who's or scoring or a league or what's available on the waiver wire and it was, or exactly. starting requirements and waiver that's wire. The, that's the we were sitting there talking yeah uh, we is, were sitting is, there talking and we're like who's on your waiver wire we had no idea and he's like well micah parsons and we were like what yeah what 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 and it's because their league had certain roster yeah. requirements and stuff. Where and I was going to say that, that's, that's, the, stuff. that's the beautiful thing about the yeah. different, you know, like IDP leagues and, and with the offense and defense and people putting their own spin on it is it there, there could be different, you know, variables in each decision because it suits to your league. And that's what makes it fun. And then the more information we get and talk about, it's it's just a lot of, it's it's cool it's a lot of fun and yeah i mean that's, and that's the thing i know we do these podcasts and stuff and articles and rankings and that's kind of a general thing yes but to sit down with somebody one on one and break down their roster in a league that they own and see their scoring their their roster uh their free agents man that's i don't think there's a lot of people that offer that and uh, so go check us out, you know, if that's something you want to do, which we've got one of those coming up next week, Kyle. So don't forget. Yep, for sure. We got one of those coming up and, uh, you know, you get an extra Patreon each month. You're in our group chat, all that good stuff. We run some listener leagues. So, you know, if there's openings pops up there, we, we put your name in the hat there to get into those. So um, it's well worth it. Um, 
and there's three different tiers, you know, depending on what you want to do. But uh, and you don't have to sign up for Patreon. You can support us other places or whatever. And and you don't even have to do anything. We we thank you just for tuning in and listening. Absolutely, that's that's yep. the most important thing. Um, yep. We just like to help you. I mean, hit us up in DMs. Uh, just ask away. We're we're glad to help any way we can. Uh, all we ask is you spread the word. Say, hey, check these guys out. They know their stuff. Except for that Hollywood guy. He's a dumbass. <laughs> don't, don't listen to him. But, <laughs> uh, but, but we do so we do appreciate y'all's support. So please spread the word and help us grow. Um, IDPNation.com. Check us out. Hit the rate and review tab. Give us the feedback, all kinds of good stuff. And um, damn, you know, I just realized something. Okay. I think this is the first show I've not ever fired your ass on. It might be. I feel like that might happen, though. I don't know. I'm kind of jacked up here. Yeah. I don't know. How, I don't know what to think about this. I know this look in your eye, though. Like, yeah, I really want to fire you this, right now. I can tell. Oh man! I'm like, it's, damn, it's too late in the show to fire him now. Kind of in pretty deep right now, dude. I am. Yeah. You're better than this, Kyle. This is as good as it gets. I keep telling you that every time you tell me, like, this <laughs> is it, dude. Like, <laughs> this is it for me. <laughs> I am what I am at this point. Oh. This was a great show, though. No, it was a lot of fun, man. Freaking um, combine talk, a little pre-free agency talk. You know what next week's going to be, right? I'm all ears. What do you got? Free agency. Oh, we're, yeah. We're blowing that shit up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's happening. It's going to be wild, dude. Free agency is always crazy. <laughs> yeah, It's yeah, already yeah. crazy. Oh, yeah. We ain't even got there, and it's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. Like I said, we appreciate y'all for supporting us. Help spread the word. With that, we are out. Kyle? We have a Patreon to do. Okay. And it's going to be all about the offense. Let's do it, man. Switching gears. Switching gears. Look at uh, switching we're, gears, man. We're about to get offensive. Yeah. Well, we might already be offensive. We're gonna well, get I'm sure offensive. we're I'm sure I'm offensive. Ah. Do you know what? I don't give a shit. Well, I didn't think you did. And if I didn't know no, no, really. but I don't. Well, if I didn't, I guess I do now, but I didn't I didn't think you gave a shit to begin with. So yeah, you know. We I just split I got Luda bumping in my ear. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of my favorite part is I I never know. I try to gauge what you're listening to by the way your head bob goes as we're talking. And it's uh, and sometimes, yeah, boy. You, sometimes you drink your 70 ounce Budweiser's more aggressively than others. So it kind of tells me you're listening to heavy metal at that point. Yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. You're right. I'm telling you, dude, I, I watched the tape. I don't <laughs> just watch, I, I don't just watch the tape on the prospects. I watch your tape too. <laughs> well, that's pretty observant of you. Hey, man. The yeah. more aggressively I hit them, yeah, I'm probably listening to a little metal, a little rock. 
Yeah. It's all good. Took a different I, turn tonight. Yeah. Went I little, just got little, a, Just clicked on the old uh, Spotify and hit the old rap, uh, rap playlist. Got a little yeah. TI going. Got a little looter right now. You're grooving, man. You're, hey. I can tell. Whatever you got going is working because you're just you're, straight you're rolling in, right man. now. Yeah, you're you're dialed in. So yeah. Oh, I am dialed in. I just got to know if I need to really buckle in. You know, like I got that's a, usually. Well, yeah, I mean, usually if you fire me, I know that we're in for it. So I'm not sure what to think right now. I don't know if you're playing I'm mind games with up. me. I'm keeping yeah. it loose. That's how I roll, Kyle. Yeah, I thought I, I thought I, I thought I had a read on the situation, but see, you, see, I knew I that. It. I was like, Kyle's got me down pat, and I had to, yeah. I had to swing. I had to throw that curveball. Anybody can hit a fastball, but they can't mess with yeah. those curveballs. No, yet I never could, man. But yeah, yeah. No, it was, it was. I didn't fire you on this show, but there's still hope on the Patreon. Yeah, I got a feeling it's coming. <laughs> Anyway, we thank y'all for listening. Preach y'all support. Spread the word. Kyle. That was fun, buddy. I pre- I want to say thank you to everybody who tunes in and supports us. Um, we appreciate it. And, Kyle shooting uh, gang signs over here. Here's something else, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks, everyone. Hit us up. Check out the new uh, uh, site. It's uh, it's. It's cool and it's gonna get better. So yep, um, yep. Pump. Little slow going, but we'll get this thing rolling like yep. a freight train, baby. Yes, sir. <laughs> Check us out on the Patreon. Peace out. Bye, Kyle. Peace.